Hey everyone, this is Dory bringing you a classic Abbey Eats St. Louis episode, and this one 1000% gets the Abbey stamp of approval. Lion's Choice is one of her absolute favorite spots in St. Louis, and it was a dream story for both of us to tell that we really wanted to share here on the podcast. Listen as we sit down with the Lion's Choice CEO to find out why he literally gave up his dream life to run the company, and we hold him to his pride in St. Louis. reason they reign supreme over the animal kingdom. Lions, that is. They're social creatures, usually living in groups called prides that are like a big extended family. They spend most of their time lounging, 20 hours a day actually, but that's enough apparently to work up an appetite. So lions spend most of their waking hours looking for food. They're fierce hunters, lionesses especially, running up to 50 miles an hour. A lion's roar can be heard from five miles away. Sorry, all of this talk about lions has me thinking about a medium roast beef, extra seasoning, from Lion's Choice. For more than 50 years, the St. Louis fast food chain has specialized in delicious, fresh, perfectly seasoned roast beef sandwiches. And last year, food and wine honored them as among the best fast food in the country. So how have we not done an Abby Eats episode about them yet? Well, it's my birthday episode, so instead of singing happy birthday to me, I'm singing you an ode to choice. Well, I think it is coming right down to the fact that it's special. We sit down with the company's CEO in one of their newer restaurants to find out what made the guy literally give up his dream life to come run this company, why its humble roots could be holding up some major new developments, and what's really in that seasoning. Plus, how I'm holding him to his pride in St. Louis. Then we're serving up your food news and weekend planner. Should be a tasty one. Sitting at a table in a Central West End Lion's Choice restaurant wearing a suit wasn't exactly what Michael Cups just pictured for himself at this point in his life. After a career in the food and restaurant biz, he'd had a seat at the head of the table I mean, the conference table at Panera Bread Company. And then he'd retired. He and his wife made their favorite vacation spot their permanent home, even opening an upscale restaurant. It was just one of those dream come true. I wanted to do it my my way and uh, and not do the corporate thing and opened it up in uh, July of 2013. We won um, one of the best new restaurant awards in the state of Maine in 2015, which was pretty exciting. Really? It was. uh, Just thrilling, actually. He never fully left STL behind, though, teaming up with Katie and Ted Collier to open the first Katie's Pizza and Pasta. Retirement for him still happened in the restaurant business. I was having some fun doing some things that um, I had always wanted to do in the, in a, in a whole new, um, I guess, career launch, yeah. so to speak. When a friend of mine who had worked with at Panera said, you need to come chat with the folks at uh, Millstone Capital for Lion's Choice. They're looking for that opportunity to put a new person in play and see if they can't make this something more than a local iconic brand, something more regional. So after several months of going back and forth, 
and I mean it really because I wasn't looking to do this again. It sounds like you kind of made your dream life. Yeah, I did. You know, and and my wife's too. We were we were spending winters. We were talking about <laughs> the the weather here in, in the Midwest. We were spending winters in Florida and summers in Maine and um, checking in with the kids here in, in uh, St. Louis. So it was it was fun. But I think what was so unique to me about this brand is um, after doing more research, I decided to work a store um, for a lunch period, and I noticed that... What do you mean you worked a store well, for Well, I walked period? in and, and uh, with, with, with uh, Becky Fine, who was the chief operating officer at the time, uh, we worked French fries, so, you know, old operator uh, role is to get behind the line and just make sure you really understand what's going on, what That's the brand's cool. all about. Yeah. Um, so we cooked French fries that day at the Hanley store, uh, for me, just to get a better sense on who, who um, the guests were, who our employees were at the time, and, and learn a little bit more about the, the, uh, the brand. A couple of things caught his attention right away. First, the menu seemed almost decorative unnecessary. People knew what they wanted when they walked in or pulled up to the drive-thru. You know, I want a king beef, extra seasoning, Swiss cheese, horseradish on the side, extra crispy fries. If Lion's King, these people are subjects, loyal ones too. So are the people who work there. He met one woman who had been slicing meat behind the counter in St. Peter's for 45 years. So Mike decided he wanted in. And then when you cut through it all and realize that you're offering one of the most unique product offerings in the fast food brand. It, it was compelling enough for me to say, okay, let's give this a try, you know. It is a unique product offering. When I've told my friends who aren't from St. Louis that my number one fast food place is a local chain specializing in roast beef sandwiches, they're a bit confused. Yes, you have places like Arby's, but they're a little more focused on just meats in general. If that's what you want to call them, at least. Turns out the founders of Lion's Choice wanted to feed families when they opened their first location 50-plus years ago in Baldwin. With more families becoming two-income households, it left some room on the table for something in a paper bag. Husbands and wives were trying to find ways to provide good, healthy food alternatives in a quick um, format that allowed them to still feel good about the food folks were eating. And they settled on roast beef because they felt like, well, who wouldn't want to serve a family roast beef Monday through, uh, through Sunday of the week? And they came up with this concept, which basically is uh, what we do today. We roast that round, whole muscle beef in our stores every day for at least three hours to a medium rare state, 133 degrees. We slice it to order. Then put a little dash of unbelievable seasoning on it and put it on a roll, as you know. We'll get to the seasoning in a second okay, there, sir, because right. I've got some questions about that. But I think that origin story is really interesting. So it's essentially taking something that at that point in time was kind of becoming unattainable for families that slow roasted roast Absolutely. beef sandwich that they could have that mom might have stayed home to cook before but because they couldn't get that anymore right. but they didn't want to still be serving their kids you know thin burgers and everything super fried so this was kind of a replacement for the dining room absolutely and it still has that same that same need today right because today it's still relevant just with different set of um of needs moms and families hungry workers on lunch break millennials who grew up loving this brand why can't they shake their lc habit because they're shaking something else let's talk about the seasoning mm -hmm. 
It is secret, so good. You know. It's secret, you know. Well, what if I cut and edit this part out? Would you tell me more about it? <laughs> no, I'm sworn. It's in a safe, in a back room. Seriously, know. though, as the CEO, do you get to know more about that kind of stuff? Oh, sure, sure. Ooh. But, you know, some things are best left as secrets, as you know. When people came in and ordered pints of the stuff, when seasoning shakers started disappearing from the tables, they realized... They should just sell the seasoning, stand alone. They took the MSG out a few years ago, but otherwise, it's the same taste profile they've stuck with for years. It's just, it's a delicious uh, combination of secrets. Secrets. Are you sure I can't get you to crack? No, but you can buy the seasoning, as you know. There you go. That's true. I know. The fries are cooked specifically to stay crispy. The 25-cent ice cream cones are the right size and right price to buy some for the whole soccer team. Or several for yourself. No judgment. You know what you can get from a lion's choice. As Mike said, it's kind of part of the magic. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have some more tricks up his sleeves. I think it's really important to us as stewards of the brand to make sure that those fundamental principles and the same um, values to our guests um, can continue, but in a current way, right? Adding um, new products, right? That just bring some energy and excitement to the brand. Uh, A lot of times I think what happens with a brand that's as old as ours um, is that it, it can, it just gets lost in all the traffic, if that makes sense. You know, new players are coming into town screaming with uh, media dollars and new product activity. And um, I think our habits as consumers are to respond to those. And your brain can only hold so many um, ideas about where to go for lunch or where to go for dinner. So it's important for us today to make sure that we're giving um, not only the great product and great service that we've been known um, to have in the brand, but new reasons to come. Testing breakfast items, adding salads, new sandwiches and combos on the menu, meatless and meat alternative options, all changes coming to a Lion's Choice near you, or even a Lion's Choice very far away. I think if you um, look at the industry, right, it's, it's, it's very unique, and I consider myself a really lucky individual to have been associated with the Panera brand. There's not many people who can work an entire life um, in this industry and not experience what that brand came to offer. It was really special. Um, obviously grown to be one of the leading fast casual brands in the industry. Um, it was quite a ride. Um, and I guess when it comes right down to it, as I saw a gleaming um, hope that this brand could be similar. Talking about how it could have the same type of expansion potential as what I, as a St. Louisan, refer to as Breadco. Sure. Um, does that mean that Lion's Choice could be something that exists in places outside of St. Louis? Because first off, I think a lot of people from here are surprised when they realize, oh, this is a St. Louis area thing. They don't ever really put two and two together with that. But are you saying that there's potential that this will expand nationwide? Well, I think the premise that we start with is people eat roast beef all across the country, right? Um, and the Midwest certainly is um, a a higher meat-eating population than perhaps the West Coast. But um, yeah, we believe it can can be something. And and I think that's that's the reason um, I'm here, right, is is to help um, Bob Millstone and the Millstone Capital Advisory Group, who who was our um, owner, um, prove that this is something bigger than just the St. Louis brand. So we've opened... um, now four stores um, in the uh, in the Kansas City market, or I should say, we'll have five open um, by the uh, middle of 2020. Um, and we think that'll give us opportunity to then go to a third market. Do you think that popping up with a new roast beef option is going to be something that people get right away? Well, so far, um, that's a great question. I think so far, the folks in 
Kansas City are getting it, right? And obviously, there's some logic in the fact that we went to Kansas City um, as our second market, right? Because mm-hmm. the I-70 corridor obviously travels, and, and for those folks that are living in the in the Midwest, go back and forth on, uh, on those markets, and whether you know friends or family, back and forth. But I think um, I think it's it's the product that makes it so unique, right? Is that you can't find roast beef everywhere, right? And it, it goes right back down to the core. When you hear that, it's like, well, why would I not have roast beef over a burger fried on a grill, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we all have our burger fixes. There's no doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, when you realize how many people eat um, burgers and how that continues to be one of the largest and fastest growing segments, why not go for the real thing, right? Yeah. Don't 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 grind it and chop it and 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 sear it, you know, roast it and slice it. Yes. Um, and I think that's what makes it. So, I guess the answer to the question is yes. That's what we're banking on, and that's what we believe. And I think that's why we've survived 52 years in St. Louis, right? The last question that I kind of have is that, especially, so as a St. Louis girl, as I like to tell everybody who will listen, and then some, I get very protective and prideful and I want people to know that things are from St. Louis and what is a St. Louis thing and even just looking at the branding here in this restaurant, the Cortex, you've got the word pride on the wall. I mean, I know it's a lion pun, but also it's a very St. Louis word. There's another um, piece of artwork on the wall that says STL born and raised. How are you going to make sure that Lion's Choice as a brand continues to be reflective of the city of St. Louis and the people of St. Louis will still have some kind of stake in it, no pun intended there, as you expand? I think for St. Louis, we'll always be that way. We have to be, right? I think that's why some of the collaborations that we've been doing just reinforces the St. Louis made um, element, which we're really excited about. I think as we move further away, um, our roots from St. Louis aren't as important as our roots and our foundation and our core beliefs, right? So I don't think a person, say, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, has a total need to understand where we came from, but that they're fulfilling, that we're fulfilling a need that they have um, in that market today, which is unbelievably slow roasted roast beef, um, sliced to order, french fries, custard, and customization. The fact that we've been around for 52 years, I think is relevant, because it says that we're sustainable, right? That we've that we've lived the ups and downs of the industry and that it's worth trying because people have allowed this to be a brand that has maintained itself and grown over 52 years. So I think it's less about its origin and more about its time, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I guess I'm coming from a place of I like when things can be ambassadors for St. Louis. Well, and so if you can show up in a new market and people say, oh, this is awesome and delicious, and then they realize it's from St. Louis, a town that maybe they'd only heard negative things about or only thought negative things about, maybe there's an opportunity there. I think you're right. And I think... Um, there's no doubt that everyone will know we came from St. Louis. Sounds choice to me. It's so cool to see a CEO have so much pride in the company, a big local company, and the fact that it has its roots right here in St. Louis. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five in Your Side production. I'm producer Dory Olmos. Be sure to check out KSDK.com and the Five on Your Side app for more food content. 